Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Warning. Guests of The Roy Green Show may experience the truth, being in the hot seat, and in some cases, crying. The Roy Green Show continues on the Chorus Radio Network. I think it was last January that I first started talking about, I thought that maybe Donald Trump could win the primaries for the the uh, Republican Party, almost a conservative party. And by July, I made the prediction that he couldn't lose. And he didn't. That's history. It's been a tumultuous 100 plus days for the Trump administration And this past week has been one that has stunned a lot of people. And it's also caused supporters of Mr. Trump, and I've seen the emails, I've had the phone calls from friends, it's caused supporters of Mr. Trump to question whether he really is the right man for the White House. Now, I know there'll be lots of people who will be upset with what I just said, because you're not supposed to challenge the President of the United States, because what he stands for is opposition to what Barack Obama gave us for eight years and what the Clinton dynasty provided for eight years. And after all, it's only been 100-plus days. So when I say that maybe Donald Trump has had the worst week uh, that I can remember a president having, in the last 10 years, so that includes the administration of Mr. Obama, there will be those who will say, wait a minute, Green, your memory's failing you, or you just have switched sides. Neither is the case. I haven't switched sides, and I think my memory's okay. Now, Obama had a lot of bad weeks, and we talked about them. But if I focus only on the firing of the FBI director by the President of the United States, I'm looking at a situation that just was bizarre. Now, you have the director of the FBI, and he has had his problems, yes. And the Republicans and the Demo Party, the Democrats, at varying times, supported the director of the FBI, Mr. Comey, or the former director now. Or they wanted him removed, depending on the depending on his stance on on a particular situation. If he was for Hillary Clinton or seemed to be protecting her or suggesting she wasn't involved in a criminal enterprise with her server, server, then he had to go. But if he attacked Hillary Clinton, then he could stay. And the converse was true, of course, for the Democrats. But all of a sudden this week, Mr. Trump fires James Comey. Now, it's the prerogative of a president of the United States to fire the FBI director. He has every right to do that, and he doesn't necessarily have to explain. Smart if he does, but he doesn't have to. But he fired the FBI director without telling him. 
And Mr. Comey was in Los Angeles with, uh, with other people from the FBI, and you know the story. They saw it flashed on a television screen that Comey had been fired. He thought it was funny. He thought it was a joke. Somebody was playing on him. And then the folks who worked with him said, no, we need to talk to you about a letter we just received from the president. And that was the end of the Comey tenure as director of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. There is speculation that perhaps Mr. Comey was getting too close to a possible arrangement between the Trump campaign and the Russians. There's speculation. There's no fact, no evidence. There's speculation. But it was particularly interesting that Mr. Trump, in his letter of dismissal to James Comey, included a line that said, you've three times told me that I'm not under investigation. Why? Why would you put that in a letter of dismissal to the FBI director? Why? It doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't make sense. And apparently Mr. Trump didn't tell his communications team until an hour before he fired James Comey that he was going to do it. And then the president decided to rip into his communications team because they didn't cover him well enough after the firing. Well, if you only get an hour's head, heads up on something as significant as the, as the firing of the FBI director, it doesn't give you a lot of time to prepare to answer 30, 40, 50 questions from the press corps. And after Mr. Trump was dissatisfied with the performance of his communications team, always dissatisfied with the questions from the mainstream media, he's now suggested that he may end the daily White House press briefings. It just doesn't make sense. I'm not saying that he has a relationship with the Russians. I'm not saying that he doesn't. I don't know. There's speculation, certainly among the Demo Party members, that because uh, Comey was getting too close to the truth of a relationship between Trump and the Russians, that's why he fired him. The Republicans are saying absolute nonsense. And Mr. Trump is saying it's absolute nonsense. We don't know. But it wasn't particularly bright to on the day after you fire the FBI director to have your photographs splashed across media in North America and globally with you in the Oval Office with the foreign minister of Russia and the ambassador to the United States from Russia. It's not the best optic. And now they're talking about needing an, in, uh, was an independent investigator. I heard a lot of people talking about needing a special prosecutor. Well, you don't need a special prosecutor because you have nothing to prosecute. Yet. And may never have. And so a few people have said to me, well, how do you think this is going to end? If it ends badly, how is it going to end? If it ends badly for Trump, how is it going to end? Will it be somebody in the Democratic Party who will have evidence about or gather evidence about a relationship with the Russians or have some sort of issue, really significant issue, with his management of the United States from within the White House that has nothing to do with the Russians? How will it, is that how it will end? And I said, I think if it ends and it has anything to do with a potential relationship with the Russians, it won't be the Democrats who spill the beans. It won't be the Democrats who make the difference. What will happen is that some of the more successful members of Mr. Trump's interior um, group of advisors and secretaries, like Rex Tillerson, they'll just walk away. 
because you won't have somebody like a Rex Tillerson, who's had a tremendously successful private career, go down in flames with a Trump ship. He just won't do it. They won't do it. They'll walk away because that will not in their legacy be the last thing that happens to them in public life. They won't let that happen. There's also talk that Mr. Trump in, uh, in the White House in front of staff ripped into H.R. McMaster, his, uh, his um, national security advisor. You don't do that. These are accomplished individuals whom you ask to be part of your administration. You don't then tear into them. But the issue is the firing of James Comey, the FBI director. And the way it was done, no replacement in place. And Mr. Comey finds out by what? A television report that he didn't believe. And then there are stories, and I'm sure that you've heard them, that they had, they had dinner together and at the president's request, and the FBI director really didn't want to sit down with the president because it might compromise him. But he, you know, the president asks you to dinner and you, you pretty well have to go. And at that dinner, it said that Mr. Trump said to Mr. Comey, will you swear your allegiance or promise your allegiance to me? And the FBI director said, no, I can't do that. I'll, do, I'll tell the truth, but I cannot pledge allegiance to you. That's, I can't do that. And he can't. And I think that with Donald Trump, it's a situation where you're either 100% with him or 100% against him. There's no middle ground. And when he ran the Trump empire, that was perfectly fine. That's the way he ran it. I'm sure in the corner office of Trump Tower, he was the final and only say, or his was the only final, the final and only say, and, and appropriately so. It was his money. It was his business. It was his decisions that were going to be carried out, and they would either succeed or fail based on what he decided. And he's been extremely successful. But now we're at the situation where people are asking whether the right man is in the White House or the right person is in the White House. I said the right man because he was his opponent. It was, of course, Hillary Clinton. And one call I had from a friend a couple of days ago asked me this question. Do you think the United States would be better off? Do you think the world would be better off if Hillary Clinton had become president? I said, no, absolutely not. Do I have more questions about Donald Trump as president of the United States this week than I did three or four weeks ago? Yes. I do. I don't know whether the right man is in the White House. I don't know whether the right man is sitting behind the Oval Office desk. I don't know. I don't know if he's guilty of anything. I don't know if he's, if he's not. I don't know. I hear so much polarized opinion that it's almost requisite that you, you pick a side. It's almost requisite that you pick a side. And then you defend that position, and what I find people doing, and I'm subject to this to a certain extent until I remind myself what my obligation is, you go to sources which essentially agree with the position that you've adopted. So if you're anti-Trump, you'll go to sources and you'll investigate and listen to and watch sources that are also anti-Trump. If you're for Trump, you'll go to sources, investigate, and listen to sources that are for Trump because it underscores and supports the position you've taken. We're all more comfortable if somebody supports the position we take individually. So I'm going to ask you to give me a call at 1-800-263-2428, 1-800-263-2428,
and tell me, tell all of us, let's get into a little bit of a discussion or a debate on this. Is the right person the right man in the White House? Is the right man in the Oval Office? After the week that Donald Trump just had, is the right man in the Oval Office? I know the stories about James Comey being an egomaniac. I've heard all of that. Maybe he is and maybe he isn't. But the decisions made by the President of the United States, are they sound decisions and does it suggest the right man is in the Oval Office? Or are you starting to listen to the people who've been saying for some time that he never should have been elected? That he's the wrong person in the White House and now there are three and a half years to go unless he's impeached beforehand. 800-263-2428. 800-263-2428. Is the right person in the White House or is the wrong person in the White House? And sure, let's throw this in as well. Has anybody made a decision over the last few days that perhaps it would have been better if Hillary Clinton had been elected as opposed to Donald Trump? 1-800-263-2428. I'm really curious what you're going to say, because I'd argue that maybe 90% of our calls, starting late January of 2016 until last week, were pro-Donald Trump. And essentially, because people wanted to get rid of the status quo, they wanted to get rid of the, the insider sense of privileged people doing for themselves what they wanted while the rest of us just watched from the outside. And there was a sense of populist victory when Trump won. We got him. We got those people who've been deceiving us, the people who've been lying to us, the people who've raised the taxes, the people who've been managing the country and been influencing the world in such a manner that only the left succeeds and people who aren't on the left side of the spectrum are left out. So finally, we have somebody on our side and we're happy Trump won. That was the feeling. Is that feeling still there? Or is it compromised? 800-263-2428, give me a call. You can email to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com and on Twitter at The Roy Green Show. We'll come back and get started in just a minute.